Hello and welcome to Stick to the Pod. Here we are, episode 5. Um, and we're just going to get straight into things again this week. Um, quite a lot to cover, quite a few games last weekend. Some big shocks, um, some not so big shocks. Um, so what we'll do is we'll just start with the games that was Saturday. And we're going to go straight into it at the Hull versus Whitley game. Uh, this was in Hull. Um, and a big, shocks, a big credit to Hull. Uh, they have started life in Division 1, especially at home, on fire. Uh, and they think they could be very much a team to beat on their own ice. Can't mention away from home. Uh, they've only had that a one away game in Blackburn where they, they did lose. So they have that 3-1 and one record so far. But on home ice, they are proven to be a pain in the backside for the so-called bigger teams. Taking the scalps of Billingham, D-side, who are finally winning a game. And the Whitley Warriors, who lost their first game of the season in Hull. Um, thankfully, I've, at the time of recording, I did get to watch some of the highlights. And I think Hull were very deserved winners of that game. Um, and probably could have been for a bigger margin, if not for the performance of that Warriors D and Netminder, who I believe was Brian Wardell on the Saturday. Goal scorers for the Hull Jets. Otley picking up a power player goal. Two goals from Jaseko. And Kieran Beach getting that all-important icing on the cake, empty net goal for the Hull Jets. The Warriors, uh, and we're starting to see a lot of his name already this season, and it's defenseman, offensive defenseman, Harry Harley. Uh, he grabbed a goal on the power player, and Finnsen getting the second goal for the Warriors. From watching the highlights, uh, so again, thanks to Drop the Puck, got them out a little bit earlier, so I managed to watch them last night. Yeah, Hull, very determined, very high. Very hard work inside. No, nothing flashy, nothing skill-wise. It's just they work hard, they get the puck low, uh, and they get shots on the net, and then they are buzzing around the net, picking up any rebound that they possibly can. The Warriors, they just look sluggish. Um, I don't know whether they had, they had bus legs. I know they've had a couple of away trips, so they should be used to those road games by now. But they just look slow and sluggish from the footage. I know it's a bit different from when you're watching highlights, being there at the game. But yeah, a 4-2 win for the Hull Jets. Um, has got them with a fantastic home record so far. And it's certainly going to be interesting to see how they go on the road could they be a dark horse and title contender i think if they make the playoffs they're certainly going to be a thorn in someone's side the other game bit of a blowout um a professional job done by the billingham stars they played the nottingham lions uh, on the big pad in nottingham uh, a 10-2 win for the billingham stars the goals spread out quite well through the forwards in the d Couple of the usual names you'd expect to see: Mike Elder, Roland Grittans, who's now playing forward. Um, Ian Brown got a couple of goals. Spraggin, who played defence. Joe Walls got two playing defence. Uh, both the Dalda brothers got a goal each. So the goals quite well spread out. Um, can't really go too much into this game. Um, it wasn't one of those performances where it could have been a cricket score. I know the 10-2 sounds like a bad result for the Lions, but I think it was just more a case of the Stars were just clinical. They took chances every time they entered the zone. Uh, they were making the right pass, taking the right shot, and, and, and they were finding the back of the net quite comfortably. Uh, nothing for the Lions to be too disheartened about. Um, they didn't do much wrong, like I say. They just found the Stars in a clinical fashion. Um, I know it was a 21, 20 minutes past one face-off time, so I think the lads might have enjoyed that for the rest of the day to do as they please uh, and I believe they did go on a bit of a team bonding session into Nottingham straight after the game so on to the Sunday where we had four fixtures and I think we're going to start with Nottingham Lions again for the Sunday 4-1 victors over the Widness Wild this sees the Lions not bottom of the table 
uh, slightly off the bottom. I think third, third or fourth bottom. But Widness, what is going on with Widness? Uh, seen a lot of comments on social media this weekend. Well, fans asking the same question: What's going on? Where's the players? Why don't they have a full roster? They go into games with only twelve players plus a goalie. No matter what level you're at, that is always a difficult to do. Going somewhere with two lines, two and a bit lines, four D. It's always going to be hard work. Lions ran out four one witnesses witness over witness. Easy for me to say. Um, your, your, your typical name, yeah, Yokoyama, um, who was kept off the score sheet the night before, has got on the scoreboard. Gibbs has got a couple, uh, and Martin for the Lions. Hughes getting the goal for witness, but like I say, a lot of bodies missing or just not a very big roster signed. Uh, I'd have to go back and look into that and see what kind of type of roster they do have. But yes, a shock nevertheless, just due, just due to where the two teams have been over the last couple of years. But the Lions getting a, a comfortable 4-1 victory. Next game, we're going to go we're going to go over to D-side. Um, I know there was a bit of criticism on them last week, or from me as well, really. We're wondering where that first win was going to come from. Uh, I've got a lot, a lot of firepower. Uh, as you'll see, that's, that some of that firepower did score in a 4-1 victory over the Solihull Barons. The one thing I will say is I was quite shocked to see the names, the players that were missing from the Barons team going to D-side last week uh, on the Sunday. If that's how they're going to travel this season, uh, I think the Barons could find being on the road very, very difficult this year. Uh, D-side running out winners 4-1. to Otterson getting the goal for the Barons, as you would expect. It's normally him or one of the Mulcahy boys who were scoring for the Barons. I believe one of the Mulcahy boys were missing for the Barons this week, uh, last weekend, sorry, uh, along with the Finnish import, is it Byfault? Uh, he was missing, uh, and I think, what, uh, amongst five or six names that didn't travel. On to D-side, though, uh, that's not their fault. They, they can only play what's in front of them. Um, I know they welcomed back McKinney last weekend, so maybe he just settles things down out on the ice for them. A uh, very experienced player. He's been and done it at EPL level, so he knows what's needed. Calm and influence on the ice, yeah, he, he takes his penalties, as, as a lot of players do. Um, but a big influence nevertheless, probably in the changing room and out on the ice. And that might have just made a, a big difference for the Dragons having that little bit of extra quality and that common influence on the ice. Goal scorers for D-side, uh, Brody Jessen, who signed from the Tigers this year, uh, an old teammate of McKinney's. Parry, Kennedy getting another goal. He's scoring well so far this year. Uh, and Chris Jones as well for the Dragons. The next fixture, that's going to be the Blackburn Hawks and the Sheffield Scimitars. I think... Come Monday morning, some of those skimmers players will be scratching their head, wondering what went on. Um, obviously, at the time of recording, as I mentioned earlier, on, I was managed to see the drop the puck highlights. So thanks to those guys to for getting that out. Uh, I had a nice message of Ben during the week as well, so it is much appreciated. I think watching a couple of those goals back, oh, it was so avoidable, and it was nearly a massive win for the Sheffield Scimitars. I had three nil up at one point. Uh, but to go down, lose the game 5-4 to Blackburn, um, I think that might have been a big wake-up call for the Hawks. They got away with one in the end. Um, your goal scorers for Sheffield, Pywell got a couple, and I believe Heinzel got a couple. He's been a good player, that Heinzel. Uh, he got man of the match in Billingham uh, opening weekend. 
like the look of him i believe he's an import not sure of anything else on that with him so very possibly he could be a student in the town but I like the look of him good player um, starting to see his name popping up most weekends on the goal scoring side of things uh, so a good little player there for the sheffield scimitars uh, as for your blackburn hawks your usual suspects there straight away adam barnes Jaden rookwich uh, and the old dog Aaron Davies bags a couple uh, game tying and game winning goals. Um, so yeah, life life a little bit life left to the old dog. Yeah, I had a little chat with Aaron last year uh, when he left Billingham, asking what he was going to do this year. Uh, he's put a lot of time and a lot of effort um, into hockey, uh, whether it be for the Blackburn Hawks. I think he's even had a spell at the old Flincher Freeze as well. Uh, and he, obviously, he plays his cricket, which I've spoke to Aaron before about. Uh, and I think he was giving that a little bit of a knock on the head last summer just so he could plus potentially get another season in for the Hawks. Uh, and I've seen his name on the score sheet a few times this year, so that paying dividends. Uh, the big fixture of the weekend was at Hillheads. Uh, a lot of you would have seen probably pandemonium from the Stars, Twitter, from Stars fans on Facebook on the Sunday, coming out 9-2 victors on the road against the Warriors. It doesn't change much in the fact that I think the Warriors are still going to be up there. That's not going to change nothing. I think the Armis and a goal scorer, um, that will change, I believe. I think they will either bring in an import, maybe ask an old face to, to return, just while they try and plug that hole. But I still think the Warriors will be there or thereabouts. Stars, Stars just couldn't miss the target last weekend. Um, I said it in, in regards to the Nottingham game. Um, they got into the zone. They were making the right pass at the right time getting the puck on the net, and, and, and it was just lighting the lamp. Um, goal scorers, um, Rollins Gritton's had a big game, a big game against his, his former former employers. He scored a hat-trick. Uh, ben Greenhow getting a, a goal this year. Um, got a wonderful shot. He must take about 10 shots a game, does Ben. Uh, and he's finally got his rewards uh, with a good goal on, on Sunday night. Sykes getting a goal. Tommy Spraggan is popping up again, starting to pop up goals. Mossy, Preston. And Michael are all getting on the, on the score sheets. But yeah, in, in back to that game, um, tight first period. Um, either team could have went in with a lead. Uh, I think Stars probably had a couple of more chances than, than the Warriors in that first period, but I think the biggest chance did fall uh, to the Warriors with Lucas at the back door, uh, finding on a shot that probably would have went in if he made good contact, but just quite not there. And then the second period, uh, the Stars... Got an early power player, Mikey Elder, put them one nil up. For this, for some reason, this team scores goals in bunches, and they score very, very quickly. And within five minutes, I think it was three nil. And I think that kind of took the stuffing out of the crowd, which is always nice because I've been in that ring and been on the end of some crap in in Hillhead. And rightly so, when you when you when you get a pumping and you get a right pumping on in a derby game, the fans are going to give it to you, and you've just got to accept it. But you've always got to remember things will change. I've always said this when about teams who were going through changes. Stars made a big decision after COVID, decided to pump all the youth. We were getting pumped off the Warriors. The fans were laughing, saying we're a joke. We're going to go, we're, we're nothing. We're going to go nowhere. One or two did see that there was talent within the roster uh, and obviously wouldn't get too carried away. But one or two would, would like to put the salt and the, and the lemon into the wounds. But it's turning around and biting them back on the arse to the point where I don't even think they're at games anymore. Uh, so they were enjoying those moments of stuffing the stars, but as soon as the shoes on the foot, on the other foot, nowhere to be seen for for certain Warriors fans. Uh, there is one or two that I do talk to privately. Uh, we have great conversations, honest conversations. 
uh, and, and we all know it's, it, it's phases and it is phases. Stars are on at the end of a pump at the moment. Um, there's a big belief, there's a big confidence within the team. The youngsters have got a lot of experience. And the worry is, well, they've got a new coach. He doesn't really know those guys that well. We're only four or five games in for some of them. I think the Stars and the Warriors maybe eight and seven games in. He still doesn't know them that well. Uh, and he's obviously brought in a few new lads up from Scotland as well who don't know those Warriors. So there's a bit of a job on there for, for Tony Hand to, to get all those lads working together and to play a way that he wants to play. Uh, and I think a lot of this falls on, on Skippy's hand as well. Uh, Skipping the captain of the Warriors, trying to get those lads bonding and gelling together in the changing room. Uh, and just making it a good environment for them. Last weekend won't have been easy for them. Uh, it wasn't easy for the Stars all those times that we've been on the end of it. Uh, but yeah, the game, didn't, it did lack a physical presence. It wasn't required. The Stars were 5-1 up before any sort of altercation happened. But there was no reason for the Stars to get involved. They had control of the game. They had control of the scoreboard. So there was no reason for, for any silly business uh, coming in for the rest of the game. As much as the Warriors players were getting frustrated, the stars weren't retaliating. Um, so a quick little look over the scores from last weekend. Uh, Saturday saw the Lions and the Stars play out a 2-10 game to the Stars on the road. Uh, the Hull beating the Whitley Warriors 4-2. And that was the Saturday's fixtures. On the Sunday, we had the Nottingham Lions 4, Witness Wild 1, Blackburn Hawks 5, Sheffield Scimitars 4, Deeside Dragons 4, Solihull Barons 1. And the Whitley Warriors 2 and the Billingham Stars 9. I don't have a copy of the table in front of me at the moment. I do know it's still Billingham and then Whitley Bay first and second. Billingham have scored 51 goals in their eight games so far. They've got rid of that massive road trip, um, the five-game road trip that's now over. I believe they're only away once in the month of October. Uh, and that's away to the Witness Wild. Play Hull this month as well. So Hull. We'll have some tests coming up on the road, uh, and I believe that starts this weekend. Uh, so what I'll do is I'll uh, swap out slides, I'll get to the fixtures, and we'll have a look to see what's going on where this weekend. And it's just the one game on the Saturday, and that is the Hull Jets, who actually are at home this weekend. Um, so be warned, Blackburn Hawks, be warned. Uh, the Jets are a team on home ice. Um, it could be a sticky game for you, and it's actually a double away game for the Hawks this weekend because they then head on to Billingham after the Hull game. Solly Hull are at home against the Hull Jets on the Sunday. Now that's probably going to be the potential fixture of the weekend uh, as I'm looking through these. I'll, I'll get the rest of the fixtures out and then I'll go back over them. So the Jets, the Hawks on the Saturday, the Stars and the Hawks Sunday, the Barons and the Jets Sunday, D-side play the Skims on the Sunday and the Wild play the Whitley Warriors. Um, so the fixture that does stand out is it is the Barons and the Jets. It's certainly going to be interesting to see how the Barons go. Uh, they were missing, I think, what, seven players last week? I think it's been written down for me somewhere. Yep, seven players were missing for the Barons last week, uh, which won't have helped their cause in D-side in that 4-1 victory. So I can probably only assume they'll be back to full strength. And I think Solihull probably will be one of those home ice teams who will make it very difficult place to go and win at Hobbs Mort Road. So the Jets will have they have a big weekend on the hand. They've got a double weekend for starters, their first one of the season. Um yeah, a home game and then probably one of the toughest away games you can get, which is away to the Barons. But it'll be interesting to see that Barons roster. 
The other other little game I've got my eye on is the Wild and Whitley. Wild, again, roster issues. Um, Is it injuries? Is it personnel? What's going on there with their roster? Will there be a much stronger roster now they're the home side? Are they going to be one of those teams that just won't travel well? And then the Whitley Warriors will be looking looking to bounce back after a zero-point weekend after being so dominant early in the season. Uh, obviously hitting last, hitting a speed bump last weekend and having two losses on the bounce. D-side, Sheffield. Yes, Sheffield give the Hawks a fright last week. I'm actually not expecting this with D-side. I think D-side, they're getting back to full strength. They'll have their main players playing, your McKinney's, your Dickinson's, your Valusiak's. Ross Kennedy's, your Brody Jessons, I think they will be too strong for the skimmers, and that could be a one-sided game. And the Stars and the Hawks, well, played out a one-goal game already this year, and I think it'll be more of the same. Two very interesting teams. I think the Stars are better equipped defensively, uh, but I believe both teams are very equal offensively. They've both got two very strong lines. I think the Stars' third line is probably just a little bit better than the Hawks' third line. But then they didn't really play that third line that much in Blackburn. Whether it because it was a close game, I don't know. Uh, but they kind of stayed away from that third line and didn't play as much against the Stars. So it'll be interesting to see what the Hawks do this weekend uh, in Billingham. Uh, and I'll be looking forward to giving you guys a bit more of a, a preview of the Hawks uh, and how they travelled this weekend. But obviously one eye on the Jets-Hawks game just to see how the Jets do at home. Uh, and that's about it this week. Uh, really controversial to add. Um, I know the elephant in the room I haven't brought up yet. Um, and that's the DOPS. I don't know how I'm going to approach this uh, on the podcast. Uh, whether I'm going to go into detail on it. Um, whether it's my place to go into detail on it. Give a fan opinion on it. Or if I'm just going to read out what uh, is going on with the DOPS. Whether any players are suspended or anything. Uh, I may just repeat that uh, from the socials so i'm not quite sure what i'm going to do in regards to the uh, i think i might just stick to the, the results and the previews but we'll see uh, let me know your thoughts um, drop me a message uh, you can email me at stick to the pod at gmail.com leave me a message message on twitter on facebook like some of you guys already have done and it is much appreciated i love the feedback good or bad it's always learning yeah, I think we're gonna we're gonna call that a wrap. Uh, I think first, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up there. Uh, thanks for listening. Um, enjoy your weekend of hockey. Like you say, if there's anything you want me to talk about, drop me a message, uh, and we can take it from there. Thank you very much.